Welcome to the Carpool Talk Show with Melissa Plaskoff. Mothers, fathers, nannies, babysitters, and anyone else stuck in the carpool line, this is where you want to wait. And now, here's your host, Melissa Plaskoff. Welcome to the Carpool Talk Show. I am your host, Melissa Plaskoff, trying to keep a straight face because I don't know about you, but have you ever been in the car with Richie Witt? I have. Yeah. Do you and do you laugh at yourself, Richie? It's overrated, let it, me tell you. Do I laugh at myself? No, only when I can make fun of people. And you love making fun of people. I do. Okay, Richie Witt, born in Texas, in Duncanville. For Guilty. those of you that are not familiar with Duncanville, it's outside of Dallas. And um, you've been here forever because you graduated from... Duncanville. What a coincidence. I'm talking about college. UTA. Okay, in 1986. Yep. So you're a puppy, right? Uh, Sure. In some people's world. an old puppy. An old puppy. Okay, married... No dogs. No, no kids. Two dogs. Please don't get those confused. Or else I, I got more responsibilities than I thought. What two kind of dogs, no kids, and a lovely wife named Sybil Summers who can hear every day on AMP 1037. There's my plug. There's your plug. And she's a rock star. She is. She's so sweet. I recently was able to meet her, and she's the real deal. And people come up to me all the time, because we're both kind of in the media, and say, boy, dude, you really outkicked your coverage. You really married a boat over your head. You're a lucky dude. And I say, it's not all luck. Some of it is skill. There's a skill in attracting a hot girl. Absolutely. It's not just, oh, I picked the right numbers on this lottery, so therefore I got to marry her. So tell I me I kicked my coverage. Guilty. Don't tell me it's, boy, you're a lucky dude. I mean, I think it depends. I think that there are some women that will marry based on a certain criteria. But I think... in A hundred percent. Right? Right. Whether it's being treated the right way, finances... You should have led with finances, but go ahead. You're on the right track. I'm trying to be like, you know, today will not be PC. Don't be. Um, Okay, now see, look, now I'm forgetting everything I was going to talk to you about. Good, that's my point. You don't have any children, so you have no idea what it's like to be in the carpool line. Uh, That's not true. I was previously married and was in charge of a stepson for 10 years from his ages from 2 to 12. Okay, so So I was the PTA dad, and I was the coaching soccer and basketball and doing homework and the whole thing, making breakfast. Yeah, oh yeah, loved it. And you loved carpool? Did not love carpool, no. I I was fortunate enough, this is where I was fortunate enough, to live close enough to where he could either walk to school or sometimes we would ride our bikes to school. So there really wasn't a carpool line. I mean, if it rained, there was, but I wasn't. I understand what you're saying, the, the challenges of a carpool line, but I never got sucked into that world. No, it seems like you almost embraced it because you were like, we're going to ride our bikes together. Yeah. We're going to spend time together. That's cool. I love a dad in the carpool line. I feel like the father's perspective is so different. The daily grind for the mom is, it's tough. It's really, you're, you know, getting everyone in the car and this one's sweating. You no, know, tough one's is all relative. Okay, it is. All right, let's talk about your <laughs> past. So basically, you're a big time sports guy. You're super famous. Mm. I mean, the fact that we're getting to hang out is... Really, you I know can't what? I've, I've done a lot of I've done a lot of interviews. Uh, I've interviewed uh, at the time the owner of the Rangers, the future president of the United States, George Bush. Interviewed, uh, went to Maui with Troy Aikman, covered Olympics and World Cups, and been basically all over the world covering sports. But I've never been in a Toyota Yukon. Uh, what is it? Yukon Chevrolet Yukon uh, GMC GMC Yukon with Melissa. This might be the most fantastic interview I've ever done. With a car seat behind you. With a car seat and with, yeah, you know, it's, 
This is very unique. How about that? This is actually really clean. And it's fun. I love it. We're doing what we do best. We're just making it work. Um, Okay, so you've traveled around. You've interviewed. You have a blog that you've kept up with, right? I do. Okay. Uh, DFW Sportatorium. Correct. And you're an author. Correct. You wrote a book about the Dallas Cowboys. And you've is it signed? Which round of Cowboys have signed that book? The 92, 93, 94 Dynasty Cowboys that won three out of four Super Bowls. I was the beat writer for the Fort Worth Star-Telegram at the time with a guy named Mike Fisher, who people in media uh, know very well. And we co-authored a book after the first Super Bowl. And they gave us, you know, the publishing company gave me like three boxes of 50 books. And they're all long, long, long gone. But I have one copy. And when I was at Valley Ranch, I just had each player come by and sign their name. Well, now it's a pretty cool thing that I have. And, and I, I asked you if it's locked up in a safe, and you laughed. So I'm, Yeah, because yeah. I, I wouldn't tell you it's locked up in a safe, because then you want the key to the safe. What if it's just laying out in the open where people can look at it on my coffee table? Do they have to wear white gloves? Or what if it's locked up in a safe? Well, if it's locked in a safe, I can't get into it. If it's your <laughs> thumbprint or... I just like that you don't know. Okay, well, I like to know everything. Um, so speaking of what you've done with sports yes. and my show and women and carpool and everything, I wanted to talk about women in sports because I know you have some strong views. Do I? Yes. And I have some questions. I know we're going to get into some of your stories about some of your old, uh, features that you've done on your blog, but let me ask you a question. Yes. Why do boobs sell with women reporters? Why do boobs sell? Because men don't have them. But, okay, so if you have someone who is reporting on Tony Romo retiring. Yes. And she has these big old boobs, yep. and she's sitting there asking these questions or talking about it, and she doesn't even really know Tony Romo. Right. Why will more people watch that than if you were to get out there? I mean, not, let's not use you because people would watch you. If someone else got out there and really reported about the accurate facts. Well, I don't think they'll watch the girl instead of the the real reporter. They'll but they'll certainly watch her in addition to the real reporter. That's so easy today to get the hard facts. It's so easy to get the truth on Tony Romo. You got Twitter and Facebook and you've got, you know, there's multi platforms where you can get your source of news these days. So most people are gonna go to their trusted news source, but in the process of getting there, why wouldn't they want to look at a really hot girl with big boobs? And the networks know that. That's why they put, you know, sideline Barbies on every single game. But they all look the same. Of course. Okay, so this is kind of my theory on women in sports. Men watch sports because a big part of it is they want to see something athletically that they can't do. Okay? That's why you don't go down to watch, unless you're a parent, you don't go down and watch the eight-year-old peewee football game. Because even if you're a... 52-year-old pudgy white dad, you can throw the ball more than seven yards. You can't throw the ball like Tom Brady or Tony Romo. So you pay to watch him go, oh, my gosh, I wish I could do that. Then you look to your left, and there's your wife of 17 years who just has give up sex and says, can you go to the carpool line? I'm tired today. And you go, I, I, I have that girl. I want to see a girl I don't have. Well, let me just say one thing. If you have the sex, guess what? They will offer to take carpool. <laughs> I got you. It's <laughs> barter. It's a they, barter system. There's a little bit of a tip. <laughs> so what I'm saying is men like to fantasize when they're watching sports. It's a big fantasy. It's a big dream. I want to be able to, I want to think about me being able to play football like Tom Brady. And I want to imagine my life with that 
sideline Barbie reporter talking to me about sports, which he has neither of those. It fulfills his very, very temporary dreams. It's so weird because if you flip-flop it, and I'm watching some sport with women, tennis. Right. Okay, and I have someone reporting, and then I, there's this... I, I wouldn't be looking for the hot guy to be telling me about Serena. It's it's so weird that y'all, your mind, it's very different than the way we think. Okay, but you said I wouldn't be wanting the hot guy to tell me about Serena. When the sideline Barbie pops up on the screen, men are looking at her. They're not listening to her. They don't give a rat's ass what she says because they don't respect her. And it's the game. The rules are very clear. So you really think they don't respect her? 100%. The, the networks say it's an unwritten rule. We're going to put a girl out here that's really hot and get you excited and make you watch. But we know, wink, wink, you don't care about her information. Okay, how does that how does that person go on knowing that everyone's looking at her boobs and not care? She's just thinking ka-ching? 100%. Because she's getting fame, she's getting fortune, and she's getting, what did I say, fame? That's yes. what they all want. They want to be famous more than they want to be respected and talented. And then go on Dancing with the Stars? There Is you that go. before or after? Or it, it's always after. Okay, yeah. so you it's Erin Andrews. She's yeah. kind of the brunt of it. Okay, so you wrote an article in The Observer, the top hottest TV women in Dallas <laughs> in 2008. I did work for the Dallas Observer, correct? That's where my blog started in 2008, before okay. blogs were a thing. Um, She's got some big old boobies. Oh, look, her tush carries over to the page, too. This is, um, who is this? That's Erin Hawksworth, long of uh, Channel 8 sports reporter. Friend. She was Dale Hansen's girl at the time. Okay, I don't know who she is. Yeah, um, she's long gone. Tammy Dombeck. I mean, all the... So what's... They, I feel like the news has gone through this phase, right? Yep. So you have your traffic reporter, yep. and then you'll have your health person, and they all... It's like the boobs get bigger and bigger, and the dresses get tighter and tighter. And it's all for the same reason, and you're telling me these women don't care. No. They know that's how the game is played. They signed up for this deal. They signed up for, you are going to be objectified, and men are going to analyze and fantasize about your curves and your waistline and your plunging neckline and they're not going to remember seven words that you said during that weather cast or sports cast and again the trade-off is fame and fortune and you don't have to go to school to look good you're right you don't have to have a four-year degree or you don't have to have an internship you just have to look really good be able to speak english Okay, so what does that teach our children, these women that are wanting to be broadcasters? Or we say, you know, oh, looks don't matter. Or don't look at all of the Photoshop stuff. That's all BS. If you want to be famous, you've got to look good. You've got to work out. You've got to be have an eating disorder, Here's maybe. What, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Here's and, what it tells you. There are several routes to your goal, okay? The easiest is superficial. If you can look good... You can cut in line, and that's not just sports. That's anywhere. That's at the Starbucks line. If there's a, I don't go to Starbucks very often, but there's they're baristas, correct? There's a 22 year old male barista, and there's two people gotten there, and it's me and you. Who's gonna get? Who's gonna say uh, who was here first, ma'am? What what did you want? It's not gonna be me. That's it's that way in every well, point. It just it's, a, it's every on, life. You know, maybe he liked you. Maybe we don't. Chances know. are he did okay. not. Okay. All right. So dating. How do you think dating works out with sports? <laughs> I like are, that transition. I okay, am dating. Well, we're talking about women. We are. How, moving this from, you're looking at the hot person on TV. Yep. You're saying that you're exhausted by this person next to you that's given up on the way they look and they've let it go and they're not making you feel good. When you're first starting with that person next to you, are you 
into it more because they love the Cowboys like you do? Is that a turn on? Is it annoying if they know more facts than you? You know what? What's really annoying, and I think I speak for most men here, what's really annoying is the female who pretends to know sports just to get the guy, just to be in the club, who will go on ESPN and maybe say, hey, did you know Tony Romo threw three touchdowns yesterday? But then she can't name any other player. Who Women do that? Absolutely. For real? Oh, yes. Absolutely. I don't understand that. It would that be like me time. saying, well, you know, uh, the... I can't even name what the Dooney and Burke purse from back in my day. <laughs> Did you know those come out in green just to impress a girl? Okay, I got a really funny story about me, and I'll and it'll relate to what women do. Okay, I was in uh, I was in college, and I was at a club called Monopolies. And if you're as old as me, you'll know what I'm talking about. And there was a really uh, two hot girls were there, so I started. I, I would come on to them, and I came up to them, and we were doing the chit chat, and I asked one of the girls, "Where do you Where did you go to high school?" And she goes, I went to Hockey Day. And to be cool and to be in, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I went to Hockey Day. <laughs> well, if you know Hockey Day, it's an all-girls school. Right. And I was totally outed as the fake who wanted to lie just to get in her panties. Women will do the same thing. They will say, I'm a big fan of the Mavericks. They're my favorite football team. Trying to be sportsy, but get it wrong, but trying to get in the guy's bank account. It's so gross. I just don't understand. I, I don't know. I mean, I love sports, but enough to where I mean, yesterday with the Masters, we paused it and we made sure that we were doing whatever we were doing to go back. Who says pause anymore? You know, went back and watched it on. Pause is a legit word. Is that still. okay? Yeah. And we went back and watched because we wanted to be into it and didn't want kids interrupting. And all would that. you watch the Masters by yourself if your husband was out of town on business? Um, yes, just because we have a really cool connection to the Masters. Okay. Jordan Spieth used to live right behind us. Okay. So that might be extenuating. I'm not trying to say that as like a name drop thing, but it's kind of cool. Now, guys do like the girl or the woman who will say, you know, the Cowboys game is on and I want to go have a beer with you. So let's go hang out and wear a jersey, maybe, but then not try to interject her opinion into the game because that's annoying. What about the, the screaming and yelling no. and the bad call and. Turn, no, 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 oh, no, God. and no, no. Unless you watch the game by yourself, then you're a true fan. But I don't think most women, given their any sort of choice, would watch the game by themselves. Okay, what about fantasy football for women's oh. leagues? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're you're, you're clearly this, a fan. Does this SUV come equipped with a barf bag? Do you, I mean, wh but why shouldn't women, and I, again, why shouldn't they have access to, you know, playing this fantasy game like the men do? And the men are going, oh, my gosh, I've got to go. I have to go pick my players. Yeah. And it's this big deal. And they have to, my picks have to be in. It's like, no, we have homework. We have things to do. And the picks <laughs> become this really big deal. Why wouldn't uh, why can't I say I've got to go do my picks? I wouldn't, I'm not into it, but why would I not get the same treatment? Be here's why. Because you've already got your quote-unquote fantasy football. Which is? It's called shopping and carpool I, lines. I'm not into shopping. <laughs> I don't enjoy shopping. What, do you enjoy, what are your hobbies? Um, it's uh, not fantasy football. That is the man's <laughs> hobby, okay? <laughs> I can guarantee you it's not. It's not. Whatever it football. is, yeah. go do your blank, okay? And his blank is fantasy football. 
but it's go like, get your why? own why why does everyone have to get together for the dinner and then why does everyone have to get together for the pick now they do them online yeah but then they're all texting and then there's someone now they have a backup person texting yeah. saying this is who you should pick next listen this is i played fantasy football back when we had to fax each other our lineups so i know fantasy football i don't play it anymore but they yeah it's a whole geekdom out there but let the guy have his thing you go have your own thing, whether it's taking the dogs to the park or shopping or knitting or what, uh, whatever the hell y'all do. Okay. What do y'all do anyway? Have, I don't even know. <laughs> Laundry. Okay. Um, maybe, so, maybe you go do podcasts. I like that. <laughs> Sit in my car with a microphone. Yeah. So talking about fantasy, a lot of people are bringing the fantasy football world into their kids and saying, let's do it together. Father, son leagues. Nothing wrong with that. And so you're in, but what if it's father, daughter league? That's fine. Okay. Absolutely fine. Okay. Um, so talking about being parents. What? Hold on. What kind of person would say no, I'm against that? Because you just said, father, women, you just daughter, said women shouldn't be doing father, fantasy football. No, I did not. I said if that's her thing, she gets to do that. But she doesn't get to have nine different things. Why? Why not? But does he get to have nine different things? I mean, I don't know. We don't, I, don't have, I don't count. You're saying he plays his fantasy football, and that's just weird. Why can't I go do it? And I I'm just saying, don't understand how it's can't. such a big deal that these picks and the dinner, and we're going to celebrate. And did you realize? It's, again, should, it's, uh, what's it called again? I, what, fantasy football. I get it's it. It's the guy's fantasy. He's escaping also, reality okay. where sometimes you watch and you want to be a player at the fantasy football draft. You get to be the owner, like pretend like you have a business and money and power, and you get to select these players but, to then perform for you to make you money. Well, that, that's not a hard fantasy okay, to grasp. this whole thing is really weird. <laughs> so these, you're telling me, and I wanted to get into parenting, but we're just going to skip it. So these guys are fantasizing over being the owner, being with the woman big boob reporter, being able to throw like Tom Brady. The things that I am doing are reality. This is the real deal. Whether If I'm going to go get a manicure, they're actually painting my real nails. Okay. Okay? So I'm not thinking, gosh, what would it be like to have, you know, um, Botox like someone in Hollywood? I'll go get Botox, just like that person. Okay. Why so you're telling me that you don't fantasize about a better life in some area of your life. If you don't, then you know what? Congratulations, and you're in the .0001% minority. But congratulations. I don't fantasize. I'm not wasting my hours saying, oh, hold on, family. I can't be with you because I've got to go pick my cosmetic surgery for the next year. Wasting your hours seems a little abrasive. You're not wasting hours if it entertains you and helps you deal with your reality better. Okay, Let me give you my example. Okay, hurry, because we have to move. You're hurrying me along. Hurry. We've got, we're at 18 minutes. Sybil's fantasy is, okay. like you just said, yeah, she can go down to the McKinney strip mall and get, a, and get her nail done. Or she can watch Real Housewives of whatever the hell she watches and fantasize about being on a yacht and having a, a hot guy do it for her. And she does escape that way. And I let her do that because it helps her. Do you watch with her? No. I can't, I can't stand do it. Do you watch American Wealth Network or whatever that is? No. Do you watch those people buying the planes? I do not. Okay. That, I mean, that was on last night, too. I can't, I, I don't I know, can't deal. I don't uh, understand that. I don't can't get that. grasp. I don't get it either. Okay, so are we skipping over parenting and sports? Yeah, what you want to ask me about now is you've <laughs> talked about women watching sports. Let's talk about women playing sports. Great. Because you're not going to like this. And you can call me, you know what, you can call me a chauvinistic pig. You can call me sexist. I call myself a sportist. Because, and again, I'm not talking about every guy just going around and grabbing them by the pee, like a certain someone in our leadership says. But 
I don't understand why it's shoved down our throats an inferior product, which women's sports is to men. It's an absolute inferior product, and this is what I mean. The guys watch sports because they want to fantasize about things they cannot do athletically. Okay? Okay. So let's take the Final Four. It just happened a couple okay. weeks ago. You cannot, I cannot do a 360 dunk. Okay? But it's cool for me to watch a guy do it. I can make a layup. I can dribble. I can do a very structurally sound and form set shot. But why would I watch women doing that when it's something I can do? It's not entertaining. Wow. Okay. Um, why would you watch it? I guess for the same reason that... Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if you would watch it. I don't think it's maybe not for you. <laughs> it's but not. But for me, why, why, maybe I'm interested. Or Okay, so let's talk about golf. Why would you be interested? I, that let's d- talk about golf. If that doesn't interest me. I play a lot of golf. Okay, but let's just hold on. That basketball story doesn't interest me because okay. I'm not really a basketball person. All right. Okay. I grew up with Mavericks and all that was fun, but whatever. Gotcha. Um, golf. I think watching females play golf, I they're it's amazing to me watching. There's this little girl, Avery, who, is it Avery's wife? Is that her name? She's a local I girl. I have no idea. She I haven't watched her. is killing it. Killing what? She's a young little kid and I love watching her journey because she'll be able to play as a pro athlete and... That doesn't and someday you. she'll grow up to be as good as the best women who are not even as good as the middle-of-the-pack men. But we have different DNA. We have di- Bingo! Right. Why would you get a knockoff? I'm going to go back to Dooney and Burke because that's my, that's my it's relative. It's not a knockoff. It's a knockoff version of a really cool purse. Yes, it is. So you want to go see little Avery, who she is a great player, and when she drives the ball, she drives it 200 yards. It's amazing. The best guy drives at 380 yards. Why would you want to watch a version of the same thing, which is similar but not the same thing? Why would you do that? I, for me, it's being able to watch someone of the same sex. No? I know it doesn't, uh, clearly doesn't do it for you. Um, okay, let's talk about tennis. I think, okay, you, okay fine. So you're a tennis player. Yes, love tennis. So watching women play tennis does same thing. You don't think they could kick your ass? My ass? Yes. Of course, so, my ass. But I'm a professional player? No. You wouldn't go watch that? No, not interested. When you were covering Wimbledon, none of that interested I, you? I had to watch it, and there are certain women that I appreciate parts of their game. But here's what bugs me, and I'm glad you brought up tennis. So in women's tennis, in the major tournaments, the men play three out of five sets, the women play two out of three sets. And women for years and years and years have argued and, and debated and almost done boycotts because they want equal pay for winning the championship. They are playing two out of three sets compared to three out of five. Do you follow me? Yes. It would be like paying a long-distance runner the same amount of money for running a two-mile race when a man ran a five-mile race. Why do we accept that? It doesn't make any sense. Okay, on it's that not point, the same. I, I understand that. I get that. But endorsements, all of that, I mean, there's not equal pay. And you th- there shouldn't be equal pay. Oh my There's God. not equal performance. Okay, so let's go build a house. You, want, you build a house, and I'll build a house, okay? Great. I'm going to build a house absolutely finished. Here's the keys to the house. You're going to build the framework and the roof and then go, you know what, I'm kind of tired. And we're going to get paid the same amount for that house. That is preposterous. And that is what sports tells us. That it's okay because they're women. They don't have to do as much to get the same amount of money. And that's an insult no, to I, women and to men. Okay, I think the expectations should be the same. And I, I don't think that, that, I don't agree with saying you can play one out of however many or two out of three games and the men have to play that. That's not fair. Okay. I agree with that. We'll get but somewhere for, then. But for Gatorade, 
let's just use them. Why would a man get paid more? And if it's the same ad, you're saying their performance on the field. I'm going talking back about to the performance on the field okay. and the fact that the TV networks will tell us you've got to watch the WNBA coming up because it's so great. And you've got to watch well, women's clearly tennis. clearly it's not working. No one's watching. Good. Because, I mean, do you think anyone's watching? No, not I. If you had a daughter. But when you watch the NBA Finals this year, and it's coming up in a month, there will be incessant ads about, don't don't worry, the NBA WNBA tip-off's coming next week. And you're just like, quit insulting me with that. I'm watching an authentic program, and you're telling me, watch something that's kind of sort of almost as good okay, next hold week. hold on a minute. What part of authentic are fake boobs on the sideline? <laughs> I'm talking about the performance oh, of the sports. Oh, okay, okay. Now, you're that talking about sense. the endorsements, and that's totally subjective to the company. I don't think there, there can't be rules about if I'm going to endorse Gatorade, I get as much as a woman or twice as much. That's, that's a case-by-case case okay. basis. You, let's just act like you have a daughter who's playing. Hey, daughter, how you doing? Call, Sit down back there. Yeah, be quiet. I'm doing an interview. Pipe down, right? Got it. You have a bossy daughter Got it. who is an athlete Yes. who is playing college ball okay. and is getting signed to play for... Some professional team in the WNBA. Okay. I don't think I could name one. Awesome. How are you not going to push her contract or push her to get higher pay? There's You're going to be no, emotionally involved. I would say I want her to make as much as the best woman. I would never in a million years say she needs to make as much as the best man because she's not nearly as good as the best man. And I would tell her that. Strive to be the best female player you can ever be. Just know that you're not ever going to be respected or paid or on par with the best man. And you think forever. That's just the way it's going to be. And, and until you just said, it's, it's, it's inherent. It's DNA. If you want to alter DNAs in the, for, in the future, we'll talk about okay, it. Okay, well, what about all the drugs? <laughs> Let's talk about... Are you talking the, about my past? Are you talking about what we're doing with sports? No, what I'm doing. No, the low... T <laughs> what about all the low T or people that are getting the sports drugs and the enhancements and... I, I, you know, men are doing some things to kind of get around the rules. And have forever. And, and how is that, how is it possible? I know they get tested. Yep. But for kids watching as role models, I mean, I'm having to tell my kids, you want to be like this. And then they're watching and we're getting either in trouble for drugs, we're getting in trouble for breaking the rules, right. yelling at the ref, punching some guy in the face, shooting someone with all of that awesome pay, right. you know, and they're big celebrities, there's a big responsibility. There is, but you are a smart enough parent to know not to let your kids find their role models on the TV screen or, or the movie screen. They need to find it in, in their house. You're right, but... They can look to them for entertainment, but you got to draw the line. you got to make the distinction. This is not reality. This is entertainment. This is fun to watch. But after we watch this, we got to go clean our room because that's the real world. It is the real world. Right. But when you have people out there endorsing products and it's in your face constantly, that if you wear Under Armour, you are going to be just like Jordan Spieth. Because right. he wears it and he's playing golf and he's killing it and then he's if making you, money. If you're going to do that, and you're right, it's very hard to tell your 12-year-old only like Jordan Spieth a little some of the time. But you have to draw the line and say, look... Uh, Shaquille O'Neal drinks Gatorade. Let's drink Gatorade to be like Shaq. That's cool. But then when Shaq gets a DWI, you have to say, we just lock him for the Gatorade. And how do you as a reporter, back, you know, whether it's through your blogging or right. your reporting, say, do you just break that apart and just focus on what you need to do on their athletic ability and then take away the personal commentary on that was a really bad decision, but 
you have obviously to. Tom Brady can throw the ball and the whole deflate gate. Here's how you go. do it. Uh, do you like Michael Jackson's music? I, yeah, of course. Do you condone Michael Jackson's actions off the music that's, field? That's a good point. That's how you do it. Okay. You're not going to tell your kid, don't listen to Thriller. It's not one of the greatest CDs of all time. Don't do it because of what he did off the field. You're going to go, this is really good music. He had bad parts of his life, like everybody does, but his music is badass, and we're going to listen to that. But as you're reporting it's a, on it's it. It's actually a good, it's a good time to make that, that separation. No, that's, a good, that's good, and I like that, because I think that I can go back to the music piece, or if you have a child that isn't into sports, you can go into different areas of entertainment. Right. But as you're reporting on things like Tom Brady, do you, in your mind, leave out that part, or do you like to touch on those things? I love to touch on those things because I think it's, again, if you don't, we, pr- we prop them up, put them on a pedestal, and you can get very disillusioned by, you know, uh, Tony Romo is great and everything he's ever done. I'm, I want my son to be just like him. Well, no, you don't. Tony Romo's, I can't think of any bad, he's probably a bad example because off the field, he's a pretty solid kid. Um, but there are people who, uh, Brett Farr, for example, let's take him. Great quarterback. You want your son to play as hard as he did and be as passionate about he was about football. But he also got sent naked selfies to the wrong people. He also got a DWI. So tell your kid he was a great player. Be like him as a quarterback. You know what's cool about life? You can be a better driver than him. You can be a better driver than Brett Favre. It's interesting. And we talked about this before we did the show about parenting and making your kid play a sport. Right. Is it for you? Or is it for the kid? And how many of these kids are actually going to be Brett Favre? Not a lot. Not even 1%. I, I no. mean, I'm, I wonder what the statistics are on that as far as, are you really going to play professional soccer? We can miss the game. It's okay. But you have these parents out there that are screaming, or oh, the yeah. coaches that are so intense, and you're going, chill out. Yeah, or we're going to pull you. We're not going to play you. We're going to play our star players. And this kid's self-esteem is being destroyed. Yeah. It's so bad. Sports are one of the best teachers we have, and it's fantastic to get your kids involved in any sport at any level. But when the parent, it starts being more important to the parent than the kid, that's when it's not a teaching tool. Then it's you're just self-aggrandizing yourself as a parent. And that's you're doing a disservice to your kids. Okay, so for someone listening that has their kid playing the sport yes. and they think their kid's into it, how, what's that, what question should they ask themselves to say, am I, is this for me or is this for them? I think the goal should be, am I helping my, my child to be the best they can be at whatever they're doing? That's the goal. I don't want to set an ir- irrational goal to be a pro this or to be a pro that because they may not have that in their ability. You can train and coach and even take all the drugs you want, but if you don't have the inherent talent in your DNA and your skill set, you're not going to be a professional figure skater, for example. Just the best your child can be. And if you're doing that and trying to get to that goal and tell your kid that goal, that's great. And if the best they can be is an Olympic gold medalist, fantastic. Reach that potential, but don't push past it because it's, it's, it's irrational. It's I unrealistic. A, I have a friend who lost uh, going to the Olympics by a .0001 seconds or something. Right. And she said she spent her entire life staring at the bottom of a pool, right. swimming, looking at a line. She said, I will never let my child be a swimmer because her whole life was based on swimming and right. looking at the line and she missed it and she missed out on her entire childhood. So it's interesting because her parents were pushing her sure. and I'm sure she wanted it too. But looking back, it's, she missed out on so much. And hopefully that answer of hers wouldn't have changed if she would have went to the Olympics. 
because .001 shouldn't change the way you parent. Should have been, even if I got to the Olympics and here's this medal that I have, but it's, I sacrificed so much to get it that I don't want you to go through that. That would be a stronger message. And I need to ask her about that. Okay, what about, real quick, on all of the FC and club teams? The club, the club teams for these football are for soccer. For soccer, sure. And even now I'm hearing about baseball. Oh, yeah. There's select teams of all-star players that travel. I mean, I'm talking about eight and nine years. Oh, yeah. Nine years old. And my son, my stepson, was uh, he was sucked in. All of his friends, I coached his soccer team when he was five and six years old, didn't know anything. But eventually when he was 10, 11, he was a really good player. And I put him in a select team because I thought he could get a college scholarship, and that's what he wanted. Well, now he's in college and doesn't give a damn about sports at all. So, and you spent, and it was very. Oh, it was three thousand dollars a summer to send him to Brazil and to do this and that. But it was. I think I had it in control because it was something he wanted to do, and it was his dream. So I was letting him do that. Now I was funding it, and not everybody can do that. Does it get out of control? Yeah, because we would go, uh, we'd go to other parents' house for a party, and they built a soccer field in their backyard for their kids. <laughs> And it was just, you know, but again, it's all relative. Some, to some people listening, they're going to say $3,000 a summer is crazy. You're crazy as well and guilty, but it's all, you got to keep it all in perspective. And again, back to what you said before, the percentage of kids that will be playing professional soccer or baseball, it's very low. Just do the it's a, it's a quick yeah. Google search. Do some research and say, is the time and money uh, that I'm going to invest in this goal that's my goal of my son to be a professional golfer? Look at the percentages of kids who actually ever, ever make the tour. It, you'll, you'll be dumbfounded. You have a better chance of playing the lottery every day. Seriously. Not, I'm not advocating you'll play in the lottery. But, you but are, be realistic about your goals. But you are advocating fantasy football. I played fantasy football, and I think it's a... It's not a... There's worse habits to have. How about that? Okay. Uh, a couple quick questions. Would you rather watch Sunday Night Football with the guys with your girlfriend or wife or alone? Alone. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Live or recorded? Live. So you watch the commercials? I love to hate commercials. It's one of my guilty pleasures. Okay. I love to pick them apart. Um, fantasy suite or fantasy football? Describe fantasy suite. Okay, so you don't watch The Bachelor. I do not. Um, I bet maybe your wife does. She's... She does. That's her. What's in that, the fantasy suite? The fantasy suite. Oh, gosh. It sounds fun. Well, it's, I mean, well, as we all know, it's probably very produced. But uh, they go and they have their moment alone in a very nice hotel room. Would you rather have Oh, a- fantasy suite. More okay. than fantasy football? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Rocky or Rudy? Rocky. Rocky was more real than Rudy. 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 <laughs> I Rudy, love that movie. Well, good for you. Rudy was a, the story about a really crappy football player who just out of out of sheer sympathy got to play one play. He wasn't there there wasn't like a disease that befelled him. He was just really really crappy and that's not a good story. With this whole message, I'm not surprised. Hot reporter or knowledgeable reporter? Knowledgeable, of course. Okay. Should parents promote winning or doing your best? Doing your best. Now, I'm not a big, here's a trophy for there, participating. That was my next question. 100% no. That, you, that does a disservice. No trophies for second place? No. Okay. Should a girl be allowed to play on a boy's team? Yes. Oh, okay. That, uh, really? But ask me the second part. Should a boy be able to play on a girl's team? Yes. Interesting. Uh, why not? It can't be a double standard. If you really want equality, then play three out of five sets and let boys play on the women's so team. So you would say to the girl, absolutely go play on the football team. 
if you're good enough, you sh- there's there should be. It's not called the boys only football team, is it? What about wrestling? So, do you think that w- girls there's should be able to wrestle on the boys team? I mean, they'd get slaughtered. It's their choice, though. Okay. I mean, you wouldn't. Again, let's use some common sense. You wouldn't put a hundred and ten pound girl on in the on the mat with a hundred and forty pound. No, they have to wrestle boy. in the same weight. Okay, even on the same weight, you okay. would. Would you do that? I probably would. You would. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, there should be nothing wrong with it. I don't think. I mean, if, but I was a gymnast, so I would. But again, I wouldn't be on the men's gymnastics team. It's different. They do a different right. type of competition. Right. But I mean, I can't imagine. I, but I'm with you. I mean, I, I'm. I think that's interesting that you think girls should be allowed to play on boys' teams. I would have thought for sure you would have said no. No, but I want it to be equal. I don't want people to cry, hey, the girls should be able to play on the boys' team and then get special rules. I don't want the girl to say, hey, I'm just as good at you at golf, and hold on a minute, I'm going to go 30 yards up here and play from the women's tees. Yeah, that whole women, that whole... Okay, it's an insult to both sexes is what I'm saying. Okay, so in your perfect sports world, if you were starting over, beginning of evolution... Richie Witt's world. Wow. Okay. This okay. is my fantasy suite. This Go is ahead. your fantasy suite. You've got boobs and hot reporters, but you've got the real deal and no female golf tees. Everyone's the same. Got it. What, okay. What does this look like for you with men and women in sports? They're, they're similar, but they're never the same because we are not the same. Men and women, as you've talked about, DNA, our, our genetic makeup, our skill sets, even our mindsets are totally different. And they, we should never try to say, you know what? Those are really different, but let's cram them here together and let's melt them and mold them and make them the same. Because so it, it brings up all sorts of dangers. So do you think with all of the politically correctness, it's messed up this whole yeah, Of course. Thing? Okay. It's messed up a lot of facets of our world, yeah. in my humble opinion. But yes, the fact that women are empowered to want the same pay are the same chances as men in a male-dominated area. And we're is, just is talking about sports Just here. talking about sports. Okay. Yeah, because obviously, if we're talking about, you know, something that's uh, educational, we're all on the same playing field. I mean, you would men say you're... Men are probably less intelligent. Okay, so like Sybil, you would say absolutely pay her the same amount to be doing her radio job. She's doing the same job. Right. And she's doing it, she can get just as good of ratings as I can. Okay. She cannot jump as high as me. So if you're paying us to go broad jump, she better damn sure not make as much as me because she's not as good as me. Getting ratings and doing a radio show, she's probably better than me and she should be paid accordingly. Okay, It's not that hard, is it? I, I think that you're... <laughs> I, no, I think it's interesting and I, I love that you tell the truth. I try. And you keep it real and um, speak from the heart. So I appreciate that. All right, for more information about Richie Witt, to know who was on his top 10 list from... You know, from your hot list. Maybe I should do a new one. Maybe I'll put, maybe I'll be the top 10 hottest new podcasters. Maybe you'll get a spot on there. (laughs) I don't know about that. Um, Because I'm not wearing the plunging neckline with the tight dress. We are in a car and I am in jeans and a t shirt. There is that. DFWsportatorium.com. You can also join Richie's members only page. And you you, you get special access to things like. You can get the, the, the. Oh, the full top ten of the women. Okay. The free, you only get like two and a half. <laughs> so make sure and join the membership program. Thank and you. And look for a podcast coming your way soon. Yes. Oh, do we know the name? 
wits end. Okay. We were going to push that and promote it. Thanks for having me in your car. This is like James Corden's thing, but not exactly. Right. Because now, should you make as much money as James Corden for I'm your a, I've carpool? Because I have a vagina. Okay. Right? Bye, vagina. Okay. Goodbye. Bye, penis. Okay. Bye. See you guys next week.